You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Thanks for joining me here on Bump Business on CannabisRadio.com. It's very uh, nice to go ahead and flip the script on some of our show hosts here on Cannabis Radio because, as you know, from time to time, we like to go ahead and showcase and feature some of the people that, you know, I get to produce on, on, on the network and turn the table, put them into the guest chair, at, on, on, you know, based on the fact that they've been on the host side for so long, it's time to go and turn the tables. My next guest deals with over a dozen diverse cannabis brands by way of his company, Sense Distribution. His goal is to create a market that respects both entrepreneurs and consumers while cultivating community and creativity. And since what, 2018, I've been working here with 2019, I forget. It's the host 2019, of 2019, yeah. 2019, okay, there we go. The yeah. host of Days and Infuse, founder and CEO of Sense Distribution Incorporated, Latham Woodward, here on Blunt Business. Latham, thanks for being on. That's an applause in the background. Thank you, Brasco. It's nice <laughs> to be a guest for once. Can I tell you, I was just talking before we, we were just literally as we're doing the show, I recorded your episode of Days and Infuse, which is coming up. It was actually episode 99. And so we're coming up on 100 episodes. And it has been 2019. I should have read in my script here. It's exactly here. But we never talked about your interest in the cannabis industry. So you asked that question to every guest you have on your entry into cannabis. I just want to know, not necessarily about the business that you did prior. I want to know, give me an establishment of where you were in business prior to jumping into the cannabis industry. So you're asking me my historical relationship. Yes. My question. Okay. Well, yeah. How sure. you interacted with cannabis, and, you know, <laughs> consumed as a, as a consumer, but as a, in the business side. So, um, I was in a traditional uh, job. I uh, owned, um, I was the CFO of a large masonry company here in California. We serviced accounts like uh, Pete's Coffee and Restoration Hardware and CBTL nice. in LA. Um, so we had accounts all over the country, did the world's largest hot tub for Larry Ellison, that kind of thing. And um, I owned a building with my business partner, Les Baker, shout out to you, Les, um, in West Oakland, California. And one day, 
after 27 years in business, I read in the, just online that my zoning had changed at my building. Oh my God. And it went from light industrial commercial to standard to all cannabis, all extraction, all delivery, retail, the whole thing, the golden ticket. It happened in one day. All of a sudden, we literally had people knocking at the door. Um, and I, I, I looked at my partner and I just said, you know, Les, this may be the one time in our lives this happens to us. And our capital expenditure with our operation, because it's, you know, labor intensive and machinery intensive, we had giant CNC machines that cost hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And we had three of them. Um, and we were looking at about $10 million more to grow the business and technology. And so that or exit and take some money off the table for once, because we're usually putting money on the table was a, an attractive thing. We had both um, been in this a long time and it was kind of breaking us down, you know? And the one fortunate thing, as my accountant said, when we finalized the business, he ushered all of the people in, in his firm into one room and he goes, I just want you guys to see this. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, this has never happened before. 27 years, you guys are still talking. So it's amazing. So we, we took a good offer on the building. Um, it's now a um, multiple, it was a big building. So they split it up and it gave me the, the uh, wherewithal to do a lot of things and think about my future. And so I, I was always dabbling in cannabis since I was 14 years old. And uh, I had some partners and we just decided to start the Shuggies line, which is Stevia, Agave and Sugar. Um, I, because of my machinery expertise over the years, um, mainly in buying my partner ran them, um, decided to get my machines made in Istanbul, Turkey, rather than going with a domestic guy who went over there and trained on them, learned how to use them and then brought them over and had my products made. That's, that's amazing. Kinda, I want to roll back nutshell. real quick. The way you sure. said that you're talking about the fact that because of a zoning issue, that opportunity now is this around prop 64 or is this before when medical came out early 2000s around the time frame no where? no 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 this is like in 17 so the okay. zoning changed i believe in late 16 so this is the implementation of 64 yeah so and right when it opened the right door. when it clicked right when it yeah. clicked it was like oh shit everything just changed that's amazing and that was the and you wouldn't have even thought about it necessarily maybe down the line but this the opportunity came in front and you said, let's switch gears. And yeah, in that business, Brasco, it's a construction business, right? And regardless right. of how, regardless of how many people you have working with you and for you, um, laborers and things like that, it's the kind of business you cannot not walk, you can't walk away from it. If like something needs to be lifted up or you need to move something or your guys call in, you got to go out and do it. Yeah. Right. So here, here we are. We're getting older by the day. We've been doing this for 27 years. Oh my God. In, little injuries then take on bigger ramifications. So you, you, it was just one of these things is like, I don't know if I can do this for 15 or 16 more years. Yeah. No, no. Physically. But it's also that thing where you, in your business career, when you can go and make the switch, which is indicative of many people coming in from Fortune 1000 companies, they're all doing this right now. I mean, we see the influx of executive talent coming in or business owners saying, we're going to jump into cannabis. I mean, just yeah. for ourselves, we were in the tech sector, digital marketing, and we always kept an eye on this sector and saying, okay, things are going to grow out of here. It's the wild west for a while. And now let's get in here while 
the opportunity. It's another niche field, regardless of people's controversy behind it, whatever they think about it, knowing that some business people might not want to jump into it and invest right away because we're waiting for government intervention to you know help us out. That's great that you jump in early and you were aggressive enough to go ahead and say, okay, you and Les, let's just jump right in. Now, well, he didn't, he didn't join me. He went on to another career too. So we both got new careers out of this. Um, and, and it was, you know, it's one of those things that like when I heard someone else say this the other day, a lot of good things happened to me because I started saying yes, you know, (laughs) and there's a lot to be said for that. You know, when opportunities come your way, you, you better really look at them because they may not come a knocking again. Exactly. Let's talk about, I want to, we're going to talk about the product line, but really just quickly, since distribution, you know, kind of encompass with me right now, what you're doing today. Give me a little bit of a summarizing of the various brands that you're working on right now. Yeah. I mean, we do um, shout out to Seth and Stella at three Kings. Uh, three Kings makes a delicious uh, gram and a half. Um, infused wax infused and Keith roll doobie great price and they're ubiquitous around the state people love three kings um, we do a distribution deal with the Paris and I believe Artie's been on the show with me before um, makes great terpene matched doobies with um, their their match in the herb world you know it's like lavender things like that um, we also do green bee botanicals which they've also been a guest on the show yeah. um, green bee makes a, a great um, skincare products. I mean, they're for anybody, um, but they make these great, great skincare products that you see and they're beautifully boxed. They look like a fortune 500 company and their products are amazing. I mean, I recently, we had a, a celebrity that we sent um, it down to, and we just got a, her name's Monica. Shout out to you, Monica. If you're listening to the show, I won't go. say her last name. Um, and she uh, sent us a nice Instagram blast saying how much she loved green bee. Uh, we have Klaus. <laughs> The drink from Warren Bavra, who's been a multi-time guest and a, a, an amazing bartender. We have Herba C from Jamie Evans, the Herb Psalm. Um, we also have Green uh, or Green River Extracts, which is an amazing, well-priced extract line. We have Half Pipe, which makes a full suite of products in the cannabis world. Um, we make, of course, Shuggies, which um, I make, and we yeah. are very happy that we have our 500 and 1,000 milligram um, infused concentrate coming out for the heavy hitter market and medical market. Um, who am I forgetting? Um, oh, we also have Professor Snooks, which is a, a great tincture. We have the pharmaceutical company, again, another great tincture lineup. Um, and I mean, we just basically, oh, and then we have uh, Brothers Mark Cannabis coming on board with veteran owned cannabis company. Um, and, oh, and of course, F.A. Nino's hot sauce with Chuck, who has been a very good guest on the show, who's got a lot of energy. And so look for F.A. Nino's hot sauce in a store near you. And that's a preface to let you know that now I've gotten the produce. We've again, about 99 episodes. Oh, already done Shout so out far. to Canada. Seuss. Seuss. Sorry to interrupt you. Sorry, Jeff. I didn't mean to forget you. Go ahead. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> so days and a fuse. Of those guests we had right there, I mean, it's 99 episodes and a lot of great guests on that program. Uh, we've had Burner of Cookies fame. We've had Tommy Chong. We've had yep. Ron Funches, the comedian extraordinaire, and a number of other names I could go through. Ethan's on a survivor fame. And not to mention all these companies that you have connected together. And I would imagine that's also a result of some of the, you know, connections you've had to introduce the new relationships on today's and infuse and to bring them up. And honestly, I, I got to tell you that of, of all these groups you've worked together, 
it is a common relation that you're working with people that are very likable, approachable. They got good knowledge. They're doing good con. They're really putting some good products together in a very aggressive California market. Yeah, I would say the the key word to that is passion. I won't associate like uh, personally or in business without with people who have no passion. Yeah. If you're just in this life to just like coast along, retire, and then die in Boca, you know that's you're not my you're not my cup of tea, right? Sorry, I know you're in Florida. Sorry, we are uh, about thirty minutes away from Boca, and I not too so, far. From uh, so it uh, hits home there. Um, no, I just like people with passion. I like people who drive like our, you know, the arc that we had with Jamie Evans and, um, yeah. and Jamie Evans full, um, just the way she did it, you know, and she decided that she was going to do it her way. And uh, I love that. I love the fact that she had the passion. I love the fact that Warren Bobrow, um, you know, has got Klaus off the ground and it's his passion and it's named after his gnome and that damn gnome goes everywhere with Warren. <laughs> Shout out, Warren. I hope you're listening. And, uh, but all the people, whether it's Artie at the Paris, whether it's the Green Bee gals, Kim and Bridget, um, they all have passion. Jeff from Canisooth has passion. Seth, uh, Seth and Stella at Three Kings, they have passion unrivaled yeah. for doing what they're doing. And I, I think the takeaway from that is if you're going to be in something that's an entrepreneurial spirit job, have passion. Don't just think if, if you don't have the passion for um, doing it right, don't do it. Yeah. If it's just a money play, you know, go open a, a laundromat, you know? Now I want to go and take a quick commercial break. Cause what I really wanted to bring you on for was because of all the issues in California. And I knew there was, uh, there, if there's anybody that is, is so well adept and well informed to what's going on in California and all the problems I've had a couple of guests on previously to talk about this, but seriously, we've talked about this ourselves and let's go ahead and bring it out to the audience. After a short commercial break, I'm here with Latham Woodward, founder and CEO of Sense Distribution, Inc., and the host of Cannabis Radio's Days and Infuse, back after a short break. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back. I'm here with Latham Woodward of Cannabis Radio's Days and Infused, founder and CEO of Sense Distribution, Inc. And for those that are listening in, you make sure to go ahead and check out all their products. Oh, what's the website real quick to the audience? If you have one that's a blanket to showcase all the products or at least sense distribution, just sense distribution.com. Fantastic. So let's get into 
various issues in California. First of all, let's go to our friends at MJ Biz Daily. They mentioned a story that marijuana companies in California already facing labor shortages, high taxes, and regulatory red tape are now contending with supply chain gridlock, forcing many to reassess and revamp procurement strategies with margins shrink. It's one of the bigger, bigger problems that California has had. This is going back about a month that I bring this story up. The constraints which have gripped the total economy, the global economy, are a combination of pandemic-fueled labor woes, shipping and product delivery delays, as well as rising prices on everything from raw materials and equipment to fleets and utilities. This is nothing new to other industries, but in the cannabis industry, these obstacles, you have to encounter some of your own what can you tell us about what you've heard and if there's anything you could tell us from first account? Well, let me just start this by saying welcome to the shit show, okay? Because that's <laughs> yes. what this is. Um, number one, as far as just dealing with um, businesses um, that are not necessarily in cannabis, we have a saying, it's the cannabis premium. Every goddamn thing you touched in cannabis has the cannabis premium attached yes. to it, whether it's your lease, whether it's your bank, whether it is banking, whether it is um, you're going to buy um, gardening materials for your grow, everything has a cannabis premium. And it's just, you know, the grab. And it, I don't even, it's the state. I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to say it again until people start hearing it. You cannot have an industry and tax an industry before that industry starts. Okay. Yeah. And California, for God knows what reason, has an innate ability to assess tax upon tax upon tax until there's no pushback. I mean, it's become to the point where I know that um, Jared Kilo and I were talking as a multi-dispensary owner down in Los Angeles, and we were talking at Hall of Flowers in Palm Springs um, in early December about you know, uh, how much you make. I won't say it on the air, but I, after it's all said and done with his two or three dispensaries, the amount he made was just an, an abysmal number in terms of his net net profit. And, you know, the excise tax, I just stroked a check for almost 40 G yesterday, pay my excise tax for just the fourth quarter. That's small. Okay. So what I'm paying is small. There's guys I know who are paying a million dollars a month in excise taxes. But now and this is not just cannabis. This is everything in California. Ev well, everything in California is ta taxed up the ass, but this is the excise tax. This isn't just standard sales tax. Okay. Right. Because sales tax is only on the retail side. I have to pay a tax in between. So thankfully we, we did set up, you know, a little plan and we did set up our business in Santa Rosa, California, in Sonoma County, which is um, zero tax base, which is amazing in terms of local taxes, yeah. but I'm still subject to the state excise tax. Um, now I'm not going to whine and complain and say, oh, I shouldn't have to pay this tax. You got to pay the tax. I get it. But when you have an industry that now is how many years old, four years old. Yeah. And they decided to instill institute the taxation at a very onerous rate before the industry really started, that's counterintuitive to basic business logic. See what the business can do, then address the taxation based on it. Okay. That's now, democratic. Right. Yeah. Now, uh, here's the other thing I've noticed too, is that there's another constitutional amendment being put in now to the legislature that would double the tax revenue. They want to ask yeah, for more. That well, okay. If you want to, if you want a violent, robust 
black market trade in this country. Yeah. Go ahead, Chucky. And I'm talking to you, Chuck Schumer. Push through that tax. It will. You will never see bloodshed and problems like you will have after that goes through. The, it will destroy all of our businesses. It will all go to the black market. And this thing will turn into a shit show. Yep. Now, I want to ask you about this. Now, the governor, Gavin Newsom, has responded about this. And there's a report that he signaled he has re reopened, he's opened the rethinking taxes on the state levels for growers and purchasers. He said now in a budget proposal he released this past week, he, quote, supports cannabis tax reform and plans to work with the legislature to make modifications to California's cannabis tax policy to help stabilize the market, end quote. So in the budget, he projects this. They're going to make anyway this coming fiscal year $787 million. Correct. Make almost a billion dollars in taxes every year from California. And the budget estimates that they're going to take almost $600 million and allocate it towards youth to a youth substance abuse treatment, cleanup of illicit cannabis grows, and supporting public safety-related activities. So they're saying, okay, the taxes, we're doing something with that money, and it's supporting your businesses. The question is, do you think these concessions are enough to satisfy business, business owners like yourself? The short answer is no. And I'm not going to say um, that I don't appreciate the, you know, the relief. Okay. But what I can say is government is not the best person to spend your money. Okay. Agreed. So you, and by the way, the $787 million, I think that's just excise tax. That doesn't include sales tax, right? Okay, That's because correct. the sales tax goes into the general uh, the general um, ledger for the state. Yeah. I believe the seven hundred eighty seven million is just excise tax, okay, and uh, growing tax and things like that, uh, which is also called cultivation tax. Okay, so to, for me to have a, a trust level with them deciding to spend their money wisely, that would be a fool's errand. I mean, th that that doesn't make sense. Um, right now, if we have um, problems with the black market, our tax money is supposed to already go to that enforcement with sheriff's departments, with um, uh, just the Environmental Protection Agency here in California. Um, and, the, and believe me, one of the biggest things for these illegal grows, especially down in Riverside County, mm -hmm. they find arms, meaning heavy, heavy weapons. They find felons, convicted felons hanging out there and doing this work. They also find huge, huge environmental nightmares. Um, yep. So is me as a Californian, native Californian, I'm a fifth generation Californian, I'm one of the rare unicorns out there. I find it offensive that we're not using tax money to really, really combat this and put it on the nightly news to show people, hey, go to the legal dispensaries, don't support this. But I can tell you, living in California, I've never seen one ad no. promoting you know, going to legal. I've never seen one real show, like a, a 60 Minutes, showing how, you know, you by buying this, you're supporting this. And that can include things like human trafficking. It could include things like um, illegal, illegal immigration. It could, like human enslavement. It could be environmental. It's so deep. So anyway, get back to the question. I don't trust them to do what they haven't done already yeah. because of promises. Because all I know, Roscoe, is during the pandemic, not a single person in government missed a paycheck. No, 
No. Not a single. But they'll say, oh, but but you person. were mate, you were deemed essential, so you're still able to go and continue your business. I would imagine. That's yeah, other- but if if you can stay at home, I know this from personal experience, and you have not gone back to the office to this day, and you work for the federal government. Yeah, there's something wrong. Okay, um, so you can't let the fox run the hen house. Okay. No. And that's what we've got. We got a situation where the people with the most vested interest in staying in power and keeping the status quo are still there. And, you know, I, I would appreciate tax reform, but is it going to help? I mean, in terms of the global, the <laughs> macro. If it at least would they talk about, you know, cleaning up illicit groves and saying the Bureau's Cannabis Control Board, along with law enforcement, was able to go and crack down on every illicit market to eliminate that whole I- issue. That might be one thing that might actually be, be, be to a benefit. But I don't think they're, I don't think it's too much for them to control something like that and to be able to enforce it in such a scale. And also, I think the allocation of funds is never going to be put out there. We, like how much is actually going towards these programs? going towards a bureau, going towards, you know, substance abuse treatment, things like that. I mean, and what, how much is getting squandered? Because again, it's government money. When they well, go, uh, government controls it, it's going to get misused. That's there's, just there's an, a, a matter of fact. Well, there's another issue too. And it's, you, you only know this if you live in California. Okay. But California is not a monolith in terms of culture. Far from it. In fact, if you, yeah. I mean, the, the center of the state is very red. Okay. The, the cities are very blue in terms of yeah. Democrats and Republicans. Um, the North is very red. Okay. The South toward San Diego and Orange County down is pretty red. I mean, yeah. very conservative. The, the other thing is too, like if you're giving money from our tax dollars to enforcement agencies, and I'm speaking of sheriffs and local police departments and things like sure. that, that money is not being allocated equally in terms of what they're doing with it. Because if you're in a very conservative area and I can say in San Diego County, there are some areas that are just cannabis is not accepted. Okay. Yeah. Or if you're at it, um, you know, out near Vandenberg air force base, which is North of Santa Barbara and that um, city out there uh, you're, uh, which is called Lompoc, by the way. And those of you at home think it's Lompoc. It's not it's Lompoc. Um, <laughs> Lompoc has, or has, has a, um, has a very big like Christian movement. They're anti-cannabis yeah. in Lompoc. And they've made it very difficult for people. So it's not a monolith. And so just throwing money at a situation thinking it's all going to be fine from Arcata and and Humboldt down to San Diego. That's crazy. It's crazy because we're like a huge, we're a fourth largest economy in the world, right? And we've got every stripe type of person in this state, you know? So I think the there needs to be some very, very, very big minds behind this about what needs to be done and how we can do it and not encourage the black market. I mean, there's again, it's like you said, there is a bit of a power grab. I mean, there's still, I don't know how much of a state of emergency is still in effect in California. You have that uh, mounting along everything else that you have. And in the meantime, I want to make a reference to the story from NBC News, not getting national press. The fact that the craft cannabis industry in California, this, you know, the ones that are doing terpene, you know, terpene uh, specific related strains of cannabis, you know, the smaller batches, they're on, they said it was on the brink of collapse. And of course, that was enough for an NBC News to go ahead and take the report. And so advocates, small farmers and business owners asked for an overhaul of the, of the tax system because the smaller guys are getting bumped off. So they you're are. leaving corporate 
large owned MSOs that are going to be taking over the spot without even a fair fight. Okay, let's address that. Okay, this is important. If if you're sitting on the fringes and you don't think this is planned, you're a fool. Okay, yeah. there are there is big money afoot who are just sitting on the sidelines going, yeah, we're going to let this thing crush and collapse and we're going to come up and pick up the pieces. It's not the first time this has happened. Okay, so that there's plenty of track record for this. Um, the other thing is with regard to craft cannabis, it is getting crushed, but I'm going to say it's not just taxes and it's the ability to have access to credit. Okay. If you own a business, any business, you have a credit line. If it's anything of a substance, right. And with that credit line, you can take risk. And without a credit line, you're not willing to take risk. So if you're in a dispensary and you own a dispensary and you have the choice between selling a craft cannabis product or five doobies that sell for $25 and you sell them out every single day, guess who's not going to get shelf space? And that's the craft cannabis. Okay. You're going to put the stuff on the shelves that moves because it's your money. Because you don't have access to credit. You don't have access to banking. You're footing the bill. So you, as a dispensary owner, are you willing to go under to support something that you may believe in, yeah. but you can't afford to believe in, right? And yeah. that's the thing. That's the rub. Because you've got taxes that are crushing. You've got access to capital that you don't have. That's crushing it. And then you have the owners of these dispensaries who have to do what they have to do to survive. Now, I got to tell you this too. We referenced Chuck Schumer earlier. I will give a little bit of credit. There was a new host, new show we do now, a video show called Cannabis Radio Live, a 30-minute show that we put up on Facebook Live, YouTube, and all that. Every Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern Time, noon Pacific. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, on that show today, as I recorded it earlier today, you know, there's a report now that, uh, Schumer was being instrumental in trying to get the Safe Banking Act embedded into another bill, the American Competes Act, which is to help, uh, what was it, uh, sub um, semiconductors. That's right. Yeah. So he's trying to get the bill embedded in. That's the, that's the release that we need. Meanwhile, he's still looking at taxation uh, issues and looking to try to get more taxes uh, to be paid towards government. So like it's a you know quid pro quo almost. Like, I, don't, I don't know why it's like that, but I want to give credit at least at least that safe banking act. Hopefully that will be some kind of relief to the credit problem that you just referenced right there that would directly help those craft cannabis owners in states like California and New York, of course, his home uh, state. So he would look for that kind of advantage. And also New York is trying to learn from California in terms of, you know, they're also going through the whole issue of implementation saying, okay, what cities, what localities are you going to allow cannabis here? Or are you not? You need to go make your voice heard before this particular deadline coming up in like just like mess next month or so. They need to worry about that too. I want to go to another commercial break. Um, amazing story I got to talk about that came from a local uh, from the uh, ABC affiliate in Los Angeles television. And this story blew my mind, but it's just the depths of where things are. If California can't get this all put together, I want to talk about that again with Latham Woodward, founder and CEO of Sense Distribution and host of Days and Infuse here on Cannabis Radio. Make sure to go ahead and subscribe. Wherever you find Blunt Business, Days and Infuse is right along on the lineup. Make sure to subscribe. I highly endorse it. Absolutely go ahead and check out every episode. 99 episodes is a great binge listening experience. Check it out for yourselves. 
we'll and make sure to go and subscribe right now. Just go to Spotify, Apple, wherever you go. Hit the subscribe button there while we go to commercial. We'll be right back. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back with final questions with Lathan Woodward here on Blunt Business, founder and CEO of Sense Distribution and host of Days and a Fuse, celebrating 100 episodes very soon here on CannabisRio.com and wherever you find your podcasts. Lathan, we've gone to a great discussion on the issues and obstacles going on with supply chain issues, regulatory, and you know various operating costs that businesses like yours are feeling the brunt of right now. And what is it if California does not get this rectified? Well, I'm going to tell you this. KBC TV in Los Angeles actually reported a story where they spoke anonymously to a cultivator. And I don't know if you heard this about this or not. He operates a grow north of Sacramento, holding a coveted state-issued license. He mentioned that while this cultivator deals with the legal system where wholesale prices for cannabis buds have plunged as much as 70% from a year ago, Taxes mm-hmm. have approached 50% in some areas, and customers find far better deals in the underground. So in other words, he deals one way legal and the other way illicit. He said, quote, we basically subsidize our white market with our black market. That's embarrassing. Are you surprised that some cultivators might cross this line now to make a profit if that's what it takes? I've heard it a thousand times in three years. It's a shame that this is this right here. You know, this is what the legislature needs to understand. You're 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 squeezing the people that are doing things right and you're rewarding those that are doing it wrong. Yeah. And then they bring up, um, you know, oh, we've got a law enforcement problem with illicit weed. You wouldn't have a law enforcement problem with illicit weed if you had a price that that was attractive to consumer. One thing that people forget, and this is a government thing, okay? I'm going to get on my soapbox against the government again. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are low income or retired who smoke for pain and medicine, real medicine, okay? They can't afford to go to a dispensary, okay? That's the reality, okay? Dispensaries, for the most part, are fairly well-to-do person's place. Unless you're a young guy or young gal and you know, that you want to just get a cheap weed and you know how to do it, right? And you go in and navigate the waters. It's easy for if you're younger. If you're an older person inexperienced in cannabis, it's hard, okay? And if you don't have any means, I mean, you're on social security or something, you're, you're screwed, okay? But you're not going to be screwed if you go to the, to the corner and talk to Tito, your buddy. And Tito's been there for 25 years and you've grown up with him. Guess what? Guess where that weed money's going, okay? You don't have to be a, a brain surgeon to figure this one out so the state has to get their act together there's you know you can't have you know the, you know an illicit market in a legal market you have to take the taxes lower them in the legal market so that you can combat the illegal market and you have to actually use that money to do that not just say you're going to because that's the issue and you know I, I, I just, you know, the craft cannabis thing, 
I'm part of that. You know, Shuggies came out with our five milligram agave and sugar, and a lot of people loved it. Okay. But it wasn't the product people wanted at the time. It was, you know, they could get other things at the same price. But yep. the reality is that craft cannabis will die in the next year or two unless people start thinking, okay, and, and doing what they're paid to do. And, and I, you know, put your personal things aside. Here's the reality. And it's something I had to talk to my wife about when I got into this. This is a legal business, legal, L E A L E G A L. Okay. Legal. So treat us like we're a legal business. Don't put cameras in our offices. Don't track our whereabouts. Do you do that with alcohol? No. Do you do it with cigarettes? No but we pay higher taxes than they do. So why are, is the government treating cannabis workers and cannabis owners like criminals before you've even had a trial or been charged? Because that's what's happening. You got, the, these guys need to just understand something. It's legal, okay? This is it. We voted it in. This is a real thing. You can't treat this business and us like criminals. If you want to have a, a thing, if you catch someone... Uh, who's an illegal grow, put a camera in their place so they can't do anything anymore, right? Don't put them in jail. Just cut their plants down, put up a camera, make sure they're not doing shit anymore. It, there's so many not mounting us. things when it comes to it. I mean, I remember interviewing Dr. Dina, or, where Dr. Dina talked to me about, you know, the various times that, you know, her dispensary got uh, seized property and, and, and got raided, you know, at whatever hours of the night. Oh, yeah. I, I still think about, like, you, I've watched you, the videotapes of Dr. Dina being yeah. raided. It's horrible. The, the recent story now in San Bernardino where the Sheriff's Department, FBI, they raided armored cars filled with money from cannabis dispensaries, cash, up to a billion dollars. Yeah. That also coming into play. And I'm like, you know, Imperial uh, Logistics, you know, it's a company that does logist, you know, serious business with other sectors. But for whatever reason, they know it was cannabis related business cash in those trucks and they decided to pull them over. And not even accuse or not even arrest or cite the drivers, just take it and go. That's the level of illegality of that. Yeah. And the, the problem is that these, uh, these police departments and sheriff's departments have been given carte blanche to do this in a drug seizure. And they can hold that cash. And oftentimes that money and that property disappears. Yeah. Okay. But here's something, a bit of news for the people in that side of government, cannabis people have good lawyers, like really good lawyers, yes. okay? So the reality is most of that money will come back to them, if not all of it, right. but it's a fight, right? It's a fight. And having to go the avenue where you have to call an attorney to get your money back is ridiculous, especially when we all use metric, M-E-T-R-C, here in California, yeah. all of these transactions are traceable, including that money transfer. Okay. So there's an origin point. There's a destination point. There's a reception point. Okay. This is just complete and under bullshit. And it's just, I don't even know how to comment on something like that because it's so, so wrong, you know? Yeah. It's, there's no other word for it. It's just wrong. It's true. It's true. And I'm just going to say, you know, I've said it before. And I'll say it again. This is taxation without representation. We fought a war for this. It's called, you know, separating ourselves from our British overlords 200 and plus years ago. 
But this is clearly taxation with representation. We have no way to fight at points. We don't have ability to go to court for some things. Um, and that's illegal, okay? Hands down, please tell me how there's legality in taxation without representation. It's a core precept of our nation. Exactly. Let's go ahead and wrap things up. I, I really do appreciate you taking time out on some really tough, for, as a community, we have to sit down and talk about these topics. We have to put this out in the open, into the atmosphere, and everybody needs to go ahead and start discussing this more and realize that, you know, when you're worrying about all your issues about compliance and, you know, whatever costs that you need to put that are offsetting that, you know, you were, you were more worried about your business from seed to sale than all these other ancillary costs that are unnecessary insurance or risk management, all these things. But, I mean, more than anything else, we need to worry about the livelihood of this industry and keep in mind various things. You know, you know, you and I, we talk about the fact that MSOs are expanding themselves, you know, by it's just an aggressive expansion. We know that, you know, even with a safe banking app possibly being put into the American Competes Act, all those MSOs, they just got a bump in stock price, probably took a little bit of it, took a little bit back and cashed in. All this is going on. Then you're seeing again the 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 smaller companies, the little man getting kind of squeezed out so that everything goes into play like that. And then all these different different approaches of seizures, of taxation, of all these different issues. Um, we're not trying to go doom and gloom here. We're just saying this can be something that we, as, as a community, it's again, voices can be heard. People in, in positions can go ahead and jump into, yeah. into the field of politics and go in and, and be pro-cannabis and come in and support this industry and build it up. California is, is crucial to where the rest of this country is when it comes to legalization, when it gets widespread, when it gets rolled out, it's just a matter of time. There's just other things the government's working on right now, but we know. There are a number of politicians now that are in our favor and they have tried to get bills written and passed. It will happen someday, but state to state, this has to get fixed. It does. And if we can lead the way, it's not too late. Okay. And that's the, the, I like your point there. This is, it's not too late. We can, we Great. can change this. And we, we are still at the nascent um, part of the growth arc of the cannabis industry. Uh, but if, if we let other states take the lead on cannabis, we've lost our edge. We, we, we lead the world in tech. We lead the world in design. We lead it in architecture. We lead it in money. We lead it in so many ways. California leads the way. Um, environmental policies, we lead the way. Um, yep. every, so much of the world looks to California for, for guidance. So we need to figure it out. And as I would implore my um, high school comrade, Gavin Newsom, I did not know Gavin. He was in my brother's class, but I have to ask you, please, can we get this shit together so we can go forward and set an example for the cannabis world? Exactly. I really, this is something you wouldn't, I would have never had you, you know, recommended to have you do on days and a fuse because days and a fuse is a much different show. It's lively. It's fun. It's, it's good, interesting conversation. Great minds thinking alike, great products, great, stories being told especially with stony stories you can hear at the end of every podcast it's been it really latham i don't get to say it enough but i've really enjoyed working with it together on this show and you know just taking some of the reins and just the people we've gotten to bring on the show and it's been you know it's it's filling a void that's out there i always wanted to have a show that was more into this end we've 
Hell, we've evolved the show since it started. And where it is now today, I'm so proud of it. I am too. And I'm really happy for your guidance. And uh, for those of you at home who want to listen to a great episode, listen to Tommy Chong episode on Days and Infused, yes. where he spells out how we solve the immigration issue in this country. And it's absolutely fucking brilliant and very stony. So <laughs> thanks, Brasco, for the kind words. I appreciate it. Oh, no, no. Tommy was fantastic. I also had him on Blunt Business. We also got through a number of issues. And I'm telling you, yeah, this. That, that we need more Tommy Chong's out there. Who's going to be who's, who's going to be the next one to step up? We need mm-hmm. rock stars like him that are able to go to forefront and jump in for us. I mean, I mean, we don't expect Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or whatever, but there's got to be some people with amazing clout that can step in, break through the stigma, and say, "Listen, listen to us. We're speaking on behalf." I'm like, we we need that more than anything else. But anyways, from your mouth to the ganja god's ears. <laughs> Exactly. Sense distribution. I'm looking at the website right now. I'm going just to the brand section of the website. You mentioned much of the brands you have right now. Shuggies, Tricomb, Three Kings, F.A. Ninos, Big Betty's, Green Bee, The Parist, P-A-I-R-I-S-T, Professor Snooks, Pure Bliss, Pharmaceuticals Co., uh, Remixer, Bad Mommy, Nano 20, and Can of Soothe. Amazing products. Uh, real quickly, just oh, there's not enough time to go and go through every product, but as they go to the website and for those that might want to go ahead and they need a distribution outlet and obviously you're working alongside some great brands. How do they work with you? Well, number one, you have to fill a void for us. Um, you, it has to be something that we don't already have. We try to stay um, category loyal. Yeah. so that everyone gets representation and we're not uh, cross-currenting. Um, it's very important to me, in fact, that we represent um, the wide panoply of you know brands and, and offerings. So um, if you're currently doing something that we're already doing, probably not going to hit it off. But if you bring us something interesting and different and uh, there's a public appeal for it, let's hear about it. We'd love to contact me at Latham at SenseDistribution.com. You feature hot sauce, you feature sea salt caramels, barbecue sauce, sugar, and stevia, which we all know as Shuggies. Uh, Thank you. S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S.com. Um, and you have all your products that are found in California in over 100 dispensaries. Take a look for it. Look for the brand name and look for all those names right there. And again, SenseDistribution.com. So look at, look at all the brands here that Latham supports and puts great work into. Latham, I'm so glad we got to do this talk. This is couple years overdue but it was the right time to do it and i'm really glad we had you on thanks for being on and let's definitely look at the opening the door of having you back on again we'll keep an eye on california for you well i appreciate your time and i always appreciate your um great production of days and infused thanks appreciate it and i'll tell you we're not going to stop talking about california you know when that when the chime comes when i have guests that are coming from california and we have times to talk about the stories over there we will keep thumping this issue for Latham Sinker, for everybody out there, all those business owners, we matter. We care about it here on Blunt Business. That's what I'm doing this show for. Thanks for listening in, folks. And listening in as you always do. And we'll talk to you next time.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.